0: So Lowy, I got really bored the other day and I went on your YouTube, as I do, I'm a stan, <laughs> and I started watching a bunch of your old videos. Oh, my bestie, wait, I got like a million new views in one day the other day. Was that all you? No. Okay, yes, yes, but I'm a stan I missed you. I haven't seen you in a while and it's not the real reason I'm bringing up your YouTube. I found this video you did five years ago on a place called Nara Dreamland and I was super interested. It's something we've talked about. I realized it needed to be a podcast episode.
1: Oh my God, wait, yeah, Nara Dreamland. I remember that. It's this abandoned theme park in Japan that completely ripped off Disneyland.
0: I think we should talk about it again because since that video, a lot has changed. One of those things being the existence of a mysterious killer robot, a la Undertale, a la Five Nights at Freddy's. I'm super excited. Wait, a mysterious robot, you say? A mysterious killer robot, perhaps? A killer robot, the best variation. It's crazy. Let's travel to Nara Dreamland, you, me, everyone listening, and I'll introduce you guys to Mentor622.
1: I think we may have another case of Buzzy from Disney on our hands after we meet Mentor622. Because that boy is coming (laughs) home with us. Let's do it. Stop.
0: With Loewy, with Loewy, with Loewy. Couldn't be me. (laughs) Couldn't be me. Absolutely not.
1: Welcome to Internet Urban Legends, a Spotify original from ParCast. I'm Loie, your local true believer, who is so excited to take a bit of a trip to the past today and visit Nara Dreamland.
0: And I'm Eleanor, your perpetually stubborn skeptic. I like the thought of us just going around a to merry-go-round today. It's very funny. Getting a little sick, getting a little dizzy. We both love theme parks. We love our theme park episodes here on IUL. And this I is, know. I think, one of like... The theme parks we've organically talked about the most outside of disney i'm surprised we haven't done an episode before absolutely together we're the gruesome twosome and this is internet urban legends where we dive deep into the darkest corners of the internet we might find the answers we're looking for or we might just scare ourselves into staying up all night but one thing is for sure we are glad to have you guys along for the literal ride, get it? The actual ride. ride. The ride, (laughs) haha, knee slapper.
1: Well, I don't know how much a sense of humor will save us at Nara Dreamland, which is now fully abandoned, defunct, and demolished today, but it certainly was not always that way, so we're going to give you the rundown of how it came to be, why it all kind of went wrong, and also the supposedly kind of sinister aftermath of it all. (laughs) So I've gone over this on my YouTube channel before, as of course, Eleanor knows better than anyone. I'm a stab. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously I didn't dive too deep in that video. I was just fascinated with all of the urban exploration videos at the time showcasing Nara Dreamland in its decrepit abandoned state. So for everyone who may not have seen that or has no idea what Nara Dreamland is, it's an abandoned amusement park in Nara, Japan. It was closed in 2006 and subsequently abandoned without ever getting demolished at the time. All roller coasters, merry-go-rounds, souvenir shops, arcades, attractions, restaurants, they were still there for years. When Nara Dreamland was built, it was intended to be kind of like a knockoff of Disneyland at a somewhat more affordable price for Japanese audiences. There were near identical copies of the Sleeping Beauty Castle, Adventureland, Main Street USA, Autotopia, Skyway, the Tea Party Cup ride, the Submarine Voyage, and so, so much more, even a train station called the Dream Station. The entrance of the park even looked similar. If you look at aerial shots, the layout of the park was pretty much identical to Disneyland, they looked like twins. It didn't always start off as a knockoff, though. In the 1950s, a Japanese businessman visited the at the time brand new Disneyland Park in Anaheim near Los Angeles. And he walked away feeling pretty impressed. You know that one TikTok audio where like somebody's just like, this is nice. Like, yes. Like, They use it for, like, shelter cats who are seeing their house for the first time and they're just walking around and they're like, hell (laughs) yeah. But this was this Japanese businessman in the 50s. He's like, this? I could get with this. This businessman struck a deal directly with Disney's engineers to create the Japanese version of Disneyland. But alas, Nara
0: Disneyland never fully came true. Towards the end of the construction phase, his company and Disney couldn't agree on licensing fees for all the famous Disney characters. We got your Mickeys and Pluto and Donald and Goofy. They were all too pricey, kind of doesn't surprise me. And since the park was mostly built, they'd already done most of the work, the Japanese side just said, okay, we'll create our own mascots. And abandoned the idea of Nara Dreamland as a Disney extension. It actually took Disney another 20 years to finally open Tokyo Disneyland on April 15th of 1983. And I remember when you were talking about this, Mm -hmm. you were saying that like, that makes sense because they thought they were gonna get one. They were pretty deep in plans. Yeah, it makes sense why
1: it took an additional 20 years to get a Tokyo Disneyland because the entire time they're actually working on a theme park with this Japanese Wizzespan. Like, they think that they have
0: it under the belt. Do you think that he was sort of puffing up his own numbers throughout this mm-hmm. entire process? When do you think it became clear to Disney, like, wait, this man actually cannot afford Donald?
1: <laughs> God, I mean, I have to imagine it was like the whole process because like Disney money is a different... Kind of money Mm -hmm. You know what I mean Like you don't just Like say I'm gonna You know Facilitate a Disney theme park And not just have like Endless millions and right? millions of dollars. To
0: even have the conversation, to get your foot in the door with a mouse, Yeah, how much uh, has to be weighing down your pockets. And speaking of Disney money, they obviously had a lot more of it than anybody involved in Nara Dreamland. And when Tokyo Disneyland did open, it essentially spelled the end for Nara Dreamland because Disney was just so overwhelmingly successful. And they ended up being bought by a supermarket chain in 1993, which interesting but then in eight years later in 2001 universal studios also opened in osaka just 40 kilometers away and that just destroyed them it decimated yeah. them annihilated too much competition and unfortunately the competition was just better it was more recognizable so they were forced to ultimately shut their doors on august 31st of 2006 a pretty good run but it is unfortunate. Yeah, a pretty good run.
1: Not a bad run by any means, but like when Universal Japan comes out, like, come on. It's a wrap. It's, it's unfortunately a wrap. a wrap.
0: At the height of its success, Nara Dreamland welcomed 1.6 million visitors per year. And when it closed, that number was as low as 400,000. When I heard that, I guess I didn't really feel like I had anything to compare it to but a point of comparison mm. is that universal studios japan welcomes 11 million in comparison to four hundred thousand. it makes sense that nara dreamland was forced to close its doors it just simply couldn't compete also 11 million people at one theme park in a year that's at one nuts. theme park in a year during its first year of operation oh my god its first year i forgot that fact that's nuts poor nara They never stood a chance. They never stood a chance. chance. I wonder what IPs, I know what Universal Japan has now, like Attack on Titan and stuff like that, and like Mario. I wonder what they had when they first opened.
1: Mm, Yeah, I do too, actually. It had to be similar to, I'm assuming, the Universal in Florida, which I would have seen around 2006. So probably like at the time, Marvel Oh, interesting. At the time, I think that they had the whole ride. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they had like Marvel stuff at that time. So interesting stuff. It's funny to imagine Marvel in <laughs> Japan right. under Universal Studios.
0: That's quite a mashup. And it obviously intrigued loads of people on the Internet because as soon as they discovered, as the Internet does, that this park had been shut down... They were like, it's my playground. Let me whip out my camera. Big abandoned park, next to no security. It was obviously a magnet for urban explorers and Mm -hmm. people looking for some haunts. Now, first and foremost, it was technically
1: illegal to enter the abandoned park. And there were security guards sometimes posted up to (laughs) stop from trespassing, but it was rare to see them. This is something to this day that I don't understand with these theme parks because we hear about this even with a Disney giant. Like, I remember Disney has done this before. Like, they too have simply left theme parks to rot and just never closed them down or you know waited years and years and years to demolish them never turned off the lights never locked the gates like I
0: wonder why we've talked about different abandoned theme parks here on the podcast Mm -hmm. and we seemingly can never get down to the granular of why that makes financial or logistical sense
1: not in the slightest. I get it The things are like, you have to take a hot minute to demolish. And maybe you want to understand, like, what are we going to do with this space? Maybe with Nara Dreamland, the reason that they waited so long was because they didn't necessarily know, like, if there could have been something to salvage the theme park or mm-hmm. if there wanted to be a buyer or something. But it was just left Abandoned for well over a decade as we'll find out and also just like with
0: minimal security with all the lights and electricity left on. I don't get it. It's so weird and I have to imagine the supermarket just took the licensing as you said and ran and just seemingly didn't care. No. So interesting. No,
1: I mean it probably was like a promotional thing. Mm-hmm. They were really like enter the raffle to win a trip to Nara Dreamland and then you got the tickets and it was like oh, it is closed. <laughs> Okay, so security guards few and far between, the electricity is left on, and there's holes all over the fences in the property. So you could basically just slip through a hole in the fence and end up in a completely deserted theme park. One person who visited described it as looking like an entire population leaving after
0: a nuclear holocaust occurred. That is probably so eerie. That, That, yeah, really startling. I find... And I think most humans do abandoned places of any ilk. Very scary. But the happier the place was when it was vibrant and alive, yeah, the scarier it. Like malls, horrifying terrifying
1: oh my god the worst the worst and you know something that i always think is so interesting is to me it's kind of scary when vegetation gets out of hand right it's weird to see our man-made objects being fought back by nature when we mm-hmm. stop like constantly fighting nature to let us build on top of it so there is just like a grass and plants and stuff absolutely all over the rides, equipment, and buildings. Think like Last of Us, zombie yeah, apocalypse
0: games. <laughs> Just the world has been reclaimed. Hayao Miyazaki's dream, nature oh, over oh humans. He loves it. Obviously, when you have a place this creepy, it's like it makes sense that people are going to want to urban explore and that people are going to see things as they're hoping to look over their shoulder and find something strange. People have said that they found strange noises by the park's boats. I think that makes sense Mm -hmm. because it would be like a water feature, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some say that it might have been caused, like I said, by a running water pump. We know that for some reason these parks stay in halfway operation for a long time or a bullfrog. But some other people think it is the nuttiest thing you have ever heard. The most bizarre explanation or lack thereof for what could be the noise by the river. Well, is it a ghost Loey, you already forgot about our killer robot. I intro you. Not the killer robot. Oh my God, they're probably offended. Up next, we'll talk about that killer robot that roamed the empty streets of Nara Dreamland. So we remember that Nara Dreamland shut its doors on August 31st, 2006, and it became this creepy hotspot for urban explorers. But then a weird rumor started, and that was, of course, that it was haunted by a killer robot named Mascot622. And this conspiracy started because people, seemingly for no reason, started to believe that all of the characters in Nara Dreamland were not, in fact, employees poor college students they were robots this again was seemingly based on nothing i could find is there some basis for this theory that you know of
1: like absolutely nothing these people truly just believed that like the people inside of character suits and by character suits i mean probably like generic dog suit right (laughs) they truly were just like they're robots i don't know why they thought that
0: maybe it's just because it is japan and they were like Robots. (laughs) Robots. <laughs> why not? <laughs> like, why not? Yeah. Mentor 622 is also a weird robot, though. His description is so bizarre. He's described as small, with lifeless blue eyes and a permanent smile. He sounds like, is it, is it Gollum? I don't know, my Lord of the Rings. I've actually ooh, never ooh, seen yes, it. Yes, 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 <laughs> He looks like a small man. But he's said to have been so special that everybody involved in our dreamland just couldn't bear to see him shut off as they shut down the park. So they just let him roam freely. Like, closed as a form of security to defend the park. I love that idea. It's like, we love this robot so much he's sentient. So instead of laying him to rest, we're going to let him roam aimlessly, lost, indefinitely, in pain and isolation. It's kind of them. Yeah, it's giving Westworld. (laughs) (laughs) I've actually never seen
1: Westworld. Is that the premise? Oh my God. Westworld season one is my comfort film. Like I watch it like it's a movie. It's an eight hour season. I just like sit there and watch it. Yeah. That's (laughs) like the premise is like, it's a theme park. That's like $30,000 a day or whatever. And you go and it's just the most lifelike robots you've ever seen in your entire life,
0: but they all gain sentience and like fight back. And, you know, the sentience of this robot, some people believe, the theory gets crazier, that the Japanese military was actually so startled by this that they tried to intervene. And Nara Dreamland, seemingly as an entire entity, just said, no, we will protect our (laughs) robot. Like You can't (laughs) intervene. He's ours. We will own the ultimate human weapon and he will roam our park. Again, there doesn't seem to be uh, much credibility behind this theory, but I think it's hilarious that it exists in the first place. I bet that Mentor622 would still be wandering
1: the park aimlessly to this very day if it were not for the fact that Nara Dreamland no longer exists. A development company called SK Housing bought the site in November of 2015 and then in October of 2016, they started the demolition process and this was all basically to build housing for the elderly. Demolition was completed on December 21st of 2017. RIP Nara Dreamland. We hardly knew ye.
0: (laughs) Sad. Hate to see her go, but love to watch her leave.
1: (laughs) And, you know, it was fun while it lasted, I guess, for me as a bystander on the internet, just getting to enjoy the content of people urban exploring in this area and taking all their photos and showcasing like basically what looks like Disneyland if Disneyland didn't have its IP and was overgrown by weeds. (laughs) Right. During the process of building the elderly housing unit basically 30 rides and 75 buildings including a multi-story garage were disposed of it's weird because i still can't really fathom how big nara dreamland was right in comparison to disneyland
0: but 30 rides 30? it does seem like a lot right that actually just that's shocked a lot. me that's incredibly sizable. But again, it kind of had to be because this park was right. intended to be a Disney extension in Japan. Right. Like they were beefing yeah. this way up. Absolutely. Like I think about Disneyland and how
1: it's like you go through Main Street and you don't see a ride for like the first like quarter of a mile of your walk. Like mm-hmm. you walk through all these buildings and stuff. And I have to imagine it was similar. Like, oh, God, it's weird because I think about Nara Dreamland and all I see is that big, massive,
0: Sleeping Beauty-esque castle, right? Mm-hmm. So it's weird to think that there was so much more. Do you think, or maybe you know, I asked at what point, I guess, Disney mm-hmm. sort of found out that this deal wasn't going to happen, but had they already begun construction on like Disney elements? Do any of the rides have the bare bones of what would have been a Disney ride? Or did this deal sort of fall through before anything was begun and everything we do see or did see in Nara Dreamland was entirely created by them?
1: So, you know, I think that, like, number one, phenomenal question because there's not a lot of information online. What I have to imagine, though, just based on the way that this went down, of, like, the theme park was basically constructed at that point. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, oh, we're not going to get the Disney IP. Well, I guess we'll finish it up and just make generic characters. So I have to imagine that, like, the businessman, and this is just in my head, right? What happened. I have to imagine that he sort of like blindly started making the park and mm-hmm. modeling it and maybe giving blueprints to Disney and saying, you know, this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. We'll have an area that's loosely themed on this. And basically just kind of like copying Disneyland verbatim, just assuming mm-hmm. he would get the characters. But yeah, that's just what I have to imagine happened because otherwise it just like makes no sense.
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I was going to say that makes so much sense.
1: Development of the area where Nara Dreamland once was is regulated. So only medical facilities, social security institutions, schools and sports grounds can be built there today. So it's basically just big empty land now. Like, yes, there are some structures on top of it that are being built, but like again this theme park was massive imagine if tomorrow knock on wood not that the mouse would ever be taken down but disneyland <laughs> was just like bulldoze. imagine
0: disneyland is getting bulldozed and then it it's just would be really weird it would be really weird i remember having that exact thought when we used to talk about this stuff all the time that disney does seem too big i guess to ever fail but there also inevitably is going to be a point where like that type of entertainment is obsolete at some point the Disney parks as we know them maybe they'll continue to own the land but they will be demolished like at some Mm -hmm. point especially with the exponentially rapid growth of technology a point's going to come fairly soon where we're just not that intrigued by like little theme park rides I think not people like us of course we're the exception but the Uh, vast majority of the public There will be a generation that sees the mouse go down, I think, at least in that way. I do, too, actually. I think that you're right. And, like, one day far in the future,
1: people will scoff at how Mm -hmm. we, as these, you know, um, these silly little humans, they used to go and get on roller coasters outside of their house. Now you can just get
0: one installed. You know, like, I think it'll definitely be like that. Or It's like the Barnum Circus. It's like people who were going to the circus they were like yeah. the circus is the shit nothing's ever been bigger than the circus the circus is here to stay <laughs> and now we're like the circus like the circus La exists in like vegas and yeah. also orlando but you know like those things do become obsolete so i wonder if we'll see it in our lifetime
1: You know, it's eerie because maybe we're watching a bit of a preview of what could happen in the future to other theme parks, but do we think that if Disneyland or, you know, Universal Studios Japan hadn't popped up when they did, would Nara Dreamland have had a chance ever? Like, would it have thrived for a bit longer, perhaps, or maybe eventually had some sort
0: of Disney involvement? I guess i would have to see the numbers because yeah that range of 1.1 million per year to four hundred thousand. it's like was that a slow trickle off where they lost a couple hundred thousand every year and by the mm-hmm. time that these other two parks opened up it was just the nail in the coffin or were they kind of just business as usual keep on keeping on until these parks opened which just annihilated their business
1: well, I guess that Tokyo Disneyland was really just like the nail in the coffin. Like already attendance had started to go down and down every single year. Mm-hmm. So I guess it's not
0: even really a question of would it have survived. I don't think it would have. Interesting. We love that IP. Like if you go to Disney, would Disney be fun if you didn't know the characters? No. No. I Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, at the height of its
1: success, Nara Dreamland had 2 million visitors per year, which does seem like a lot of people. But then like you look at Universal Japan that had 11 million in the very first year. So maybe it was doomed from the start. The minute that the mouse no longer wanted to get involved, maybe it was not smooth sailing from there. You know, it's funny. I was thinking as I was looking at this, like, what other IPs have never been explored that could
0: be so fun for a theme park? And I think Pokemon. Pokemon definitely still Lord of the Rings. I think it's weird. Nobody's ever done that. Mm. Matrix, maybe? Pirates of the Caribbean giant theme park. I think they could yes. do it. Give the me entire bay. Of pirate. Yeah. Give me a new, like, what would it be? The sixth park? Fifth park? Pure pirates pure pirates absolutely 100 i'm in for pure pirates
1: we want to know what you guys think of this one what do you think of nara dreamland what do you think of mascot 622 and just like what kind of theme park would you want to see i think that could be a cool discussion to have like what kind of theme park would you want to see if you could see any theme park i think my vote is pokemon
0: I think mine is like a full Ghibli park, like a proper full Ghibli amusement park. That'd be amazing. Like rides for every movie. I'm like my mouth is watering at the thought. My eyes are actually tearing up at the knowledge that it will probably never happen. It's so unfair. But we can hope. We can hope and we can pray. Let us know over social media what you think of today's
1: episode by using hashtag gruesome twosome. We would love to hear from you. you all so much for listening we are once again your hosts loey and eleanor also known as the gruesome twosome and we've loved this dive into the world of internet urban legends with all of you you can find all episodes of the podcast internet urban legends for free exclusively on spotify
0: don't forget to follow the podcast so we can continue bringing you a new disturbing mystery each and every week follow us on twitter and instagram at loeybug and at snitchery and support our show by following at Parcast on instagram and at Parcast network on twitter Stay gruesome, friends.
1: Internet Urban Legends is a Spotify original from ParCast.
0: It is executive produced by Max Cutler from ParCast slash management and Ed Simpson, Fanny Baudry, and Leah Sutherland from Wheelhouse DNA. Sound design by Ron Shapiro with associate sound design by Kevin McAlpine. It is produced by Jonathan Ratliff, Gemma Waters, John Cohen, Kristen Acevedo, and Lexi Kibben. Research and script writing provided by Jed Bookout. And we're your hosts, Loie Lane and Eleanor Barnes.
1: AKA the Gruesome Twosome.